Cafeteria Talk, the podcast. We talk about any and everything. Just like the day take at the table with your boys, your yeah. girls, and all the homies. It's your boy, Quacho. I am back on the mic. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Slick Rob. No introduction needed. Let's just get straight to it. What it do, man? I, what's up, guys? It's It's been a minute. Actually, hold up. Scratch that. Let's, let's park it right here real quick. Park. Um... If you guys remember last week, if you've been listening to the podcast, last week was our 100th episode of Cafeteria Talk. It starred our boy Slick Rob and our favorite boy Prodigy. And they talked, gave us another Cafeteria Talk XD, talked all the latest sports news. They also talked about the moment that is Cafeteria Talk episode 100. But I have a couple qualms, a couple problems, a couple issues. I feel that. Problem, Problem number one. You and Will going to straight hell that Henry Ruggs thing. I, I, I'm sorry. Every time I listen to it, I'm like, these jokers going to hell. First thing out your mouth, damn, we should have more fantasy. Bruh. Did we all think that? Of course. Did we all say it aloud? Hell no. What? <laughs> y'all, there's something truly wrong with y'all. Uh, look, I already said people go hate me for this, bro. And I literally, I seriously apologize. I think I apologize on the podcast for saying that. Oh, um, bro, that was so great. I was like, damn. When I heard myself said, I was like, yo, it's, I, I remember I called Prodigy. I'm like, bro, you, I'm like, bro, did you listen to what we said? He's like, uh-huh. He's like, am I wrong? He's like, am I wrong for saying that? I'm like, nah, but bro, we did. He's like, hey, bro, look, I wasn't the first one to say it. So it's on you, not me. I'm like, all right. So that's. I mean, I'm not going to let y'all fully get up under the bus. Cause you, was that not my, was that my initial thought? Yes. You know, I wanted to make sure my lineups were straight. But of course, then my second thought was, dang, bro, like, I hope she wasn't white. That was that was my first thought. Yeah. I was like, damn, I hope the person he hit wasn't white. And then she ended up being white and had a dog. I was like, yeah, they throwing him under jail. When I saw the but dog, I'm like, it's over with. It's over with. I was you like, know. you done for a partner. But, yeah. you know, qualm number two. Here's qualm number two. Kevin, that's it's, it's what we feeling. Kevin. <laughs> bro, like. Kevin, for real? I would be for honest. Real? Like I said, Kevin. Like, I was wow. coming from a, I know, but like, but I if you hate me, you, just say that. If you hate me, just no, no, say no. that. No, no, no. I told you, you have your, you are in your own echelon. Like, bro, no one compares to Quattro, but honestly, I was saying Kevin because, you know, like it was coming from like a, it was coming from like, you know, I was feeling myself a little bit. I'm like, bro, I got to put somebody on that I put in, into the podcast. You know, like, I feel like it wasn't for me. Kevin would be on the podcast, but real talk, like I had to understand it's not about, it's not, it's not about me though. It's not about me. Like I was wrong to try to. Kevin, I'm gonna publicly say this on there. It was wrong for me to just put you as my favorite because I asked you to be on the podcast and like I I like bro, like it's no, it's 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 not it's technically not about what I did. It's about what you bring to the table. And you do bring good stuff to not the table. Not a damn thing. Not a <laughs> damn thing. He don't he bring nothing to the table. Bro, bro, Kevin. We all we only hundred episodes in. Probably by two hundred, I'm gonna have a different um I'm still gonna hate Kevin. Bump yeah, Kevin to the to the day he to the day he out of here. Yeah. Right, though. But uh other than that, y'all did an amazing job. Uh I really enjoyed it. Just listening to y'all talk about the memories, man. It was just like 
a hundred episodes, like almost two years, and the the memories, the yeah. the takes, it just like the amount of craziness that we have been yeah. through and things we've talked about is insane. The guest, man, like y'all y'all had y'all had it pretty correct on my favorite guest, uh, Tinker or Sensei, but of course I got to throw in my boy Daniel when he was on it for the one time. Yvonne, I forgot to uh, mention Ty. Well, I don't know if you if you wanted me to mention Ty or not. You did mention Ty. You mentioned Ty uh, that he had been on a couple times. Oh, snap, um, I did. Oh. Yeah, you mentioned Ty. It was really fun. Also, remember we had KJ on early on, like like episode three. Man. We had KJ on, like Man, for our KJ. Joker. That was lit. Uh, oh, Eric snap. was always fun. We got to get Charlie. 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 Oh, we gotta huh. get Charlie. I got. I could get. Um, I think I could get. I know. I don't. I actually stay. Um, about an hour and some change away from Charlie, so there might be a time I can. Yeah, we gotta get Charlie on, bro. Charlie's one of my favorites, but y'all not here to hear us talk about all that. But real quick, let me do a little bit of business. You can follow us on Instagram at Cafeteria Talk Official. You can follow us on Twitter at Cafeteria Talk. Follow if you happen to listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Feel free to give us five star ratings and reviews. And um, Slick Rob, man, you already know what we got to do. Go on, yep. usher us into that next part. Yes, sir, ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, children of all ages, we are about to get into this put on segment. The segment where we talk about anything that we recently listened to, eaten, read, created, if you're my fellow artist out there, went to that we think you, the people, should check out. People. The people. And I, I'm going to start off, um, and I'm going to put y'all on a couple things. Netflix has been booming this year. I think Netflix has dropped something new every week this year if I'm not mistaken. And I'm going to put you guys on a couple shows that came out. One is this show called Made. And honestly, I didn't know. Honestly, at first, I didn't know if I'd be checking out Made. But Prodigy actually put me onto this. Shout out to Prodigy, our boy, a.k.a. Will. He put me on Made. He was like, yo, check out Made. He was like, color grading, off the charts, beautiful. And I'm like, okay, cool. Because there's some things I watch specifically for those type of things. But like, honestly, I really fell in love with the story and like, and it was great. Um, Maid stars. Um, give me one second. Well, Maid. Well, Maid's just Maid's about a girl who who's in an abusive relationship with her baby father, and she has a mother that um went um through had traumatic issues with their dad, and it's a very, very interesting show, and it's it's really really good. Um, it's it stars. Um, no, it's a show. Yeah, it it has. It's, God it, damn. It stars Margaret killing me. It stars ahead, Margaret Quayley as Alex, um, the main lead in the show, and her actual mother, which is kind of cool. I didn't know this, but Andy Mac- McDowell actually plays her mom, and she's her real, her mother in real life. So I thought that was cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and um, Nick Robinson um plays the boyfriend Sean, and actually, what's so interesting, I did not know. I kept wondering where I knew him from. He's actually the lead in Love Simon, that Love Simon movie. Really? Okay. Yeah, he plays the abusive boyfriend and from Everything Everything with um our girl um Amanda Steinberg. I think Really? She's in it. No. Um, yeah, Amanda Steinberg. She was uh no, she's not in Maid, but she was in Everything Everything uh, alongside um oh, Nick Robinson. I got you. Yeah, and Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about now. Yeah, my favorite I'm going to just give my favorite character from Maid was actually Regina. Um well, she was really not just because she was really the only black character, but like the scene she was in, like stole the show. Like, definitely, like her and Alex were like definitely um, 
So, but that was played by Anika Nani Rose. Y'all may know oh, her yeah. from... Yeah, y'all Damn, may know I gotta from, go now. Yeah, y'all may know her from Dreamgirls or Power. And she was also yeah. in Everything, Everything as um the mother. So, pretty cool. And the other thing I'm gonna put y'all on was Ava DeVunnery's, um Colin in Black and White. Um, I'm one of the biggest Colin Kaepernick fans I know. Um, I know plenty of other big ones. But I already said straight up, I told like, bro... Like, I almost lost a friendship last year because of my friend, badmouth Colin Kaepernick, when the whole George Floyd situation happened. And, like, I posted something about Colin Kaepernick saying, like, the NFL needs to apologize to Colin Kaepernick. He slid up because he's, he's a, I don't know if he's still, he's not that much of a conservative anymore, but, like, he was a really big conservative at the time. He's like, Colin Kaepernick, F him. Like, he really don't deserve it. He should just leave the country. I was like, oh, boy, 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 no, sir. <laughs> Hell no. Run that back. Let's talk about it. Leave Being the country? <laughs> he American. <laughs> He was like, it's like, look, if he doesn't like America, then he could just fucking leave. I'm like, oh, okay, bet. So, like, me and him talked it out, and I saw his side, he saw my side, and just realized, bro, he an immigrant. Half half immigrants that come to this country, they don't really, a lot of stuff us black folks say they don't agree with, because they, they just don't understand it. So, I had to understand it from his eyes, he understand it from my eyes, because his, his family's immigrants, and, you know, I'm definitely not an immigrant, but. Big fact. Colin Black and White. Dope. Um, Colin Kaepernick's take on his um, upbringing from being adopted. And there was some stuff that happened that I didn't even know. And it was just interesting that that led him to be the man he is today. And David DeVunnery helped produce it and directed it. Man, awesome. Definitely check out Colin Black and White on Netflix and Made. Check it out. That's awesome. Um, on what you said, first Made, I was like, oh, man, it sounds like a good-ass movie. And then Netflix be killing me, boy. You'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, but it's, it's going to be a good movie. And then next thing you know, it's a 10-episode series, hour episode. You'd be yep. like, damn. You'd be like, I don't be ready to watch a whole series. I but, know, like, the cast list me, does man. intrigue me. Um, maybe if I got some time. How long is it? 10 episodes, I'm sure? Uh, I believe it's nine episodes. Okay. No, it's 10 episodes. And it's about, it's lengthy, around 40 minutes each episode, but... It's interesting. We'll have to see if I get some time on me. I'm, I'm in the middle of watching some other stuff that I'll tell you all about in a second. Yeah, most but, definitely. Uh, May Colin is definitely on that list. Uh, I just haven't had the time to sit down and, and, and knock out. The, that's not. I know that's not very long. It's it's limited. Colin right? and it's Black like, and White's a good. I think it's six episodes. Yeah, a new one long. Thirty five. Yeah, so I definitely each. checking that one out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm actually gonna put y'all on a movie uh, that came out a few couple weeks ago as recording this. A few weeks ago. Um, it's going to be car- uh, Carnage Venom Let There Be Carnage um, You know I, I didn't hate it It's not great But I did not Like hate it I enjoyed it I went solely for the fact Because I wanted to see A live action um, Carnage And he was lit- He was cool as hell mm-hmm. uh, Cletus Cassidy Played by Woody Harrelson Was amazing Loved it I thought it was funny um, Definitely Bounds better than The first Venom I can't stand the first Venom But I actually really liked this one It was a little lighthearted. The end credit scene does, in fact, go absolutely stupid. Um, honestly, most of Marvel's movies that have come out, uh, including Venom, like MCU and Venom, the, 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 these recent end credit scenes have been insane. insane. But so, like, yeah, no, nah, I think they're in their bag right now in terms of end credit scenes for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, um, I started, I watched the first episode of that new League of Legends show on Netflix, um, Arcane uh, League of Legends. Mm. I saw, I literally saw the trailer and I was like, oh yeah, I am watching this. This looks amazing. And the first episode was campy. It was about like it's from what you, it's like it's a pilot that I, you expect this from a pilot for a show like this. Like mm-hmm. every like the beats were very very like reminiscent of something else I've seen. Um, but I'm sure it's gonna get a lot better. We're actually 
the second episode she started it the second episode actually is the first episode but in the point of view of a different character which is really cool so um i'll let you know when i finish that but so far i'm enjoying it i'm not a big league of legends fan i don't know the lore at all I, I, as far as i know it's a mobile game so yeah uh definitely will that's be, literally all i know yeah i'll be learning a lot more about it as i watch it so yeah man that that is my put on for this week uh feel free to check all that stuff out uh we got a lot of netflix going but speaking of um just some more streaming news uh disney plus uh disney plus day on the 12th of november getting a lot of stuff hitting the hitting the platform uh shang chi jungle cruise uh, just a bunch of other crazy stuff that's going to be on there. And 13 Marvel movies are going to get IMAX uh, aspect ratio changes uh, come the 12th. I know I'm going to be watching Shang-Chi on my Max. big screen TV, so I'm ready. Uh, you ready for all this uh, Disney Plus stuff? Yes, without question. Um, one of the ones I really can't wait to look at, I believe, is actually the first Iron Man with IMAX. Um because uh, I've never seen the first Iron Man IMAX type. Like when I, I watched it in theaters, like when it first came out, didn't know what the hell was going to be about the movie. And it looked, it literally looked like a standard, like um, as you would call like universal pictures type thing. I don't know if Universal helped make them. I don't know what, I know some studio helped Marvel create the first, make the first Iron Man. I don't know if it was Universal. Universal. It was Universal. Oh, so. it was a Paramount. It was, mm, it was mm, either Universal. I think it was Universal. Yeah, it probably was Universal. So it looked like a standard movie, nothing too crazy, but it was actually a superhero movie. So it was dope. Um, and like, I really can't wait to see how that looks IMAX wise, aspect ratio. Um, yeah, and Shang-Chi, most definitely. I remember watching Shang-Chi. I watched it in 3D, I didn't see it in IMAX. So can't wait to see the, the, the IMAX ratio of it. And um, the movie itself, just some of the best cinematography I've ever seen from a Marvel movie. So I can't wait. Cannot but- wait. Um, among some other things joining uh, Disney Plus on Disney Plus Day, Marvel Studios Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Disney's Jungle Cruise, Home Sweet Home Alone, Disney Olaf Presents, Disney and Pixar Shao Alberto, um, all new short film from The Simpsons, all new, oh, sorry, The World According to Jeff Goldblum from National Geographic Season 2, Episodes 1 through 5, Star Wars Special Look, a Marvel Special Look, and much, much more. Um, we might even do a little, little episode on it. We'll see how we'll see what the schedule uh, holds. All right. Because um, I know we did one last year um, d- during the Investor Day stuff, and we talked about all the news. Uh, feel free to check that episode out. A lot of that stuff hasn't even come out yet, which is crazy. But I, yeah. I think I think that was in the middle of the pandemic, though. So we'll have I to feel see. like it was in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, but guys, y'all are here for a very special review of the MCU's latest installment. E Eternals, baby. But before we get into that, Robert, tell us, tell the people about how we do this little movie rating thing. Yes. So if this is y'all first time ever listening to us give a movie review. First things first, um, thank you for tuning in. And secondly, go check out some of our other reviews. We have some, we have a lot from the beginning. And this is how we do it, y'all. We start out with visuals. Like, you know, how does the movie look? You know, does it catch the viewer's eyes? This encompasses costumes, landscape, and CGI. Like, because what do you do when you go to a movie? You watch the movie. You so watch the movie. Did the movie, movie look nice? Like, was it like, mm, like, eh, could have been better? And then second, we go into story. What's it about? Does it tell a well, good, well-paced story? You comment on the writing, tone, and the structure of the film as a whole. And then third, implications. You know, what are we left with? And we were left with a lot with this movie because it's a Marvel movie. Do we want more episodes, seasons, spinoffs? Um, are we going to get another? Do we want another Eternals? You know, like, and then... We be out your hair. Nothing too serious. Nothing too complicated. 
You feel awesome, me? Awesome. And we will be talking about uh, the latest, well, not the latest, but it's, well, Hawkeye wouldn't have come out yet. So the latest um, Disney Plus Marvel original series. What if we'll discuss that after we discuss Eternals? But let me get into it. This is your official Actually, not yet, but I'll go ahead and give you guys an eternal synopsis. The Eternals, a race of immortal beings with superhuman powers who have secretly lived on Earth for thousands of years, reunite to battle the evil deviant. Eternal stars. Excuse me. Let me clear my throat real quick. I'm sorry. Excuse me. The Eternal stars. Gemma Chan as Cersei. Richard Madden as Icarus. Angelina Jolie as Thena. Salma Hayek as Ajax. Don Lee as Gilgamesh. Barry Keoghan as Druig, Kumail Najiani as Kingo, Liam McHugh as Sprite, Lauren Ridloff as Makari, Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos, and Kit Harrington as Dane Whitman. This is your official spoiler warning. If you have not seen Eternals, stop, pause this episode, go watch it at your nearest theater, uh, bootleg it, whatever you're going to do, go watch the movie, then come back to us and hear our thoughts. Let's get into it. Rob, Tell me about the visuals for this movie, man. Man, this was honest. That was honestly the biggest thing when I was going into the movie. I was like, visually, what is it going to look like? Because Chloe Zhao, um, she won an Oscar for cinematography. She won an Oscar for basically everything when she did Nomad. And, she won uh, Best Director, yeah. Won Best Director. So I was literally going crazy. Like, yo, she's directing a Marvel movie, Eternals. This was shot. Most of this was shot on location. Not a lot of... Not too much CGI dealing with the background, literally shot on location. So I'm like, visually, yes, it's got to look good because it's shot on location. It's not shot in a big behind studio. Like, yes. And visually, it was beautiful. Um, I literally felt like I felt I literally felt like I was traveling the world, which kind of what they did with this movie. They traveled the world mm. going to because they took different times, places, um, centuries and all that and decades and it was so cool like visually i loved it i one of my favorite shots is always going to be in the beginning when they um first got when they first arrived to earth when they were dealing with um the uh god goodness gracious what are the when when they first fought the deviants and arrived at earth um when they were by by that island with the water and then the people it was so like just so breathtaking and so cool and then i love seeing and then I also love definitely when they shot actually by the volcano. They actually shot this movie by a mountain, by a volcano. And yo, that, bro, I was like, yo, what? Are you serious? Like the outside shots were my favorites because they were actually really outside. It didn't look too, because I know with some movies, like when you shoot outside, sometimes they make the sky look a little more blue or a little bit more green. Like this just looked natural beautiful and nice and Chloe Zhao I shooting this on film as well sensational like bro I was in love with the visuals like I can go all day about the visuals honestly sensational <laughs> yeah I uh I for the most part agree um I did read a piece of news where um the Dune director um let me look it up sorry it's hard to pronounce the name for me because I, I thought it was Vinueva, like uh, like Jane the Virgin and her last name, but yeah. it's it's not. So, uh, directed by Dennis Villeneuve. Yeah, Villeneuve. Hmm. Yeah. Directed by Dennis Villeneuve, and he let uh, Chloe Zhao see an advanced uh, version of Dune 
to help her kind of with Eternals in terms of those really big settings on for IMAX screens and, and those the really big landscapes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some scenes she missed the mark to me. I just it didn't it didn't look as inspiring as Dune. And not that she was supposed to be copying Dune, but yeah. I just felt like she could have done that. a little bit more to really show his show like the mere size of the movie. Um one there was there was a scene that like every time it happened, I, I immediately thought it okay, this is the coolest thing ever. And it was the scenes with Harrison Erisham mm-hmm. where like uh Ajak or um Cersei was talking to him and he just took up the his head took up the entire screen. Yeah. And like his eyes were in the like I thought that was the coolest scene shots in the movie. Cause mm-hmm. I was like just showing the sheer size of this thing. Like, I mean the thing eyes one of the eyes is bigger than the bigger than the entire planet i i love that that looked amazing yeah, Harrison, every time and i saw harrison was cool i thought the suits were kind of cool um i love the costuming in this movie it was a little darker than a, than a marvel movie would be mm-hmm. um but like there were some really cool shots but i did feel like she kind of missed the mark just a little bit um definitely uh, compared to other marvel movies definitely tops in terms of cinematography which i loved um you know i'm a big cinematography buff so i love seeing stuff like that um, and it was kind of interesting seeing that Dune came out. Maybe Dune was released on October twenty first, yeah. and then Eternals came out November fifth. So, like, literally within a couple weeks of each other. Uh, not similar movies, but just like similar in terms of the way they were shot. Yeah. Um, it still was cool. Um, I think that's it for me in terms of visuals. Uh, like I said, the costumes were cool. I really like CGI. I think this had really good CGI. Like, there was no point in the movie where I was like, "All right, this looks weird." Um, as you normally would with a lot of Marvel movies. And I think with it being shot on location, like you mentioned, and just a little more practicality in terms of the way it was shot, uh, kind of helped it with that. So definitely um, am, am, am in love with uh, some of the cinematography in this movie. Yeah. Oh, one more thing I want to point out. I loved, um, I love, this is pertaining to um, Icarus. I loved Icarus's, like how they did his, um, shooting out his eyes and stuff like i thought i was like uh i wonder how this gonna look but it looked gas honestly and like yeah. i forgot to even mention the costumes it was Whoa. sick the de- look at the details look at the details and then makari makari's um, action sequences yo like yeah. movement sensation i was like okay that I'm- might i think i think that's the best speed has ever looked in, on like any character in any movie yeah, better than like- quicksilver better than the flash on both movie and TV. Yeah. Just it just was so seamless. I loved it. It looked beautiful. I was like, yo, I did not expect it. Like I thought that's where they would miss the mark. I didn't think they'll be able to do her speed well. But yo, I was like, oh, okay. Prove me wrong. Go ahead, girl. Lauren Ridolph. It was it an honor to meet her too. It was an honor. I, I met Lauren Ridolph in person. So that was pretty cool seeing her on big screen. Doing you're not gonna that. tell you're not gonna tell her what happened when you actually met her? You gonna tell uh, her what happened? You gonna tell uh, her how you okay, did her, how you so did her yeah. dirty? Uh, I didn't do her dirty, y'all. Okay, so this is what happened. All right, y'all. Peep game. Peep game. Peep game. So um, I was um, this was a couple months ago, back in August. Um, I met Lauren Ridolph. Um, um, she was um, she was here in Atlanta, and um, obviously, so and I got I got um, hit hooked up to do a um, to be on this set of I can't say what set I was on, but it was a set for this thing that she was on and I didn't know she would be on it. I didn't even know who was going to be there, what was going on. I just know they were like, yo, we're going to pay you this amount of money. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, it's really not about money for me. I just really want to go on sets and like, you know, experience it for myself. Give me good experience. And like, so I was on the set, I was called up. Um, I was in the scene. They're like, okay, you're going to do this and do that. And 
we were rolling we were rolling rehearsals with um with um second team which is like the stand-ins and so like i didn't know what was going on but i noticed one of the stand-ins she um she was kind of built like Lauren Ridolph. And I was like, oh, that lady looks, I'm like, man, I'm like, okay, like, uh, yo, who's that? Like, that's like, oh, that's the stand. I'm like, okay, cool. And then they call first team. And so first team's the actual actors. And so uh Lauren Ridolph comes down. We were we were in like some hospital type thing, and she comes down the stairs and um and like, yo, like at first I didn't notice, and I'm like, yo, she looks from I was like, oh snap, that's uh that's old girl. I'm like, yo, that's um, that's she's gonna be. And I told one of the, cause one of the people I was working with, they didn't know that she was gonna be in this turn. I'm like, yo, she's a superhero. Like, we're we're on a set with a superhero. It's like, well, I'm like, yeah, she's a super. She's gonna be in Eternal and Marvels. She was like, oh, that's cool. So um, <laughs> so I was kind of I wasn't geeking out, but I was just in awe. I'm like, I'm I'm in front of a Marvel person, like a Marvel actor. That was pretty cool. So I'm waving at her like, hi, hi. She was like, is she waved back? Like, yo, it's so like. We rolled, we rehearsed, right? And we were done rehearsing. Um, we took a minute and she was walking past, like she stopped. Cause I, you know, I waved at her when I first saw her. So she obviously waved back. And so I was walking past and I was like, hey y'all. And like, so I'm walking, I'm like, and I'm like, hi, my name is Robert. I'm, I put my hand in her, shaking her hand. And yo, I'm like, she not saying that y'all. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, okay, cool. So I was like, I was like, you know, she just was like, yeah, he's a big fan. We're going to keep it moving. And she had, and she has this, um, this translator. She has her, um, she has her language team with her. I believe sometimes her husband's with her sometimes, but she had, it was this white lady. I forgot her name, but she was, um, cause she had to talk to a PA or the director and the director was giving her something. So she was like this and the director was having a little bit of trouble communicating. So the, so the translator came over and I was like, Oh, I'm like, wait a minute. And it was like, yeah, bro, you do know she actually is deaf. Right. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, so she did not actually hear me they was like they yo damn they, thing was like, you they was like she read your lips i'm like oh okay, I'm like, yo. okay. I'm like, all right, cool. i was like all right bet all right bet all right bet so all right but next time it's gonna be a little bit different you feel me so i so her translator so what i was trying to do so her translator um we we shot the scene and when we were leaving um because we had we had to do a retake later but i was going upstairs stopping the translator she asked her what was my name, and I was like, "My name is Robert." And so she gave her her name, and I didn't know I didn't know how to say my name in sign language, so the translator did it for me. And she was like, "Oh, okay, you know, nice to meet you and whatnot." So that was pretty cool. And I was like, "Hold up, you guys thought about you told me this story. Your mother is like fluent in ASL to a certain extent. My mother's fluent. Yeah, she never. Um, my problem was she always wanted to teach me, but like, cause you know, I was actually born deaf, y'all. Funny story. I was actually born deaf. I have tubes in my ears that help stretch out my things so I could hear well that I probably won't ever have issues of unless something really crazy happens, like me getting in a car accident and then, you know, I become daredevil type shit. I won't ever be deaf again type shit. Like daredevil. <laughs> well, daredevil. Daredevil not even deaf. He blind. Oh my God. Next motion. But nah, y'all. So, um. Yeah, I was actually born deaf. So like when I see deaf people, like I certain I feel like kind of a certain attachment to them because I was actually born deaf, but I can hear. So it's kind of cool and unique. But my mom, she never, she always wanted to teach me, but I never took it serious because I was like, I got these tubes. But now I've actually been trying to learn it for the longest. I just have been, my priorities have just been not there. So it's on me. No, I feel you. My mom knows she's fluent in sign language. So like I know my mom looking at me like, boy, you could have. This man here, but yes, I no, it's definitely something I've wanted to learn. Uh, I have a friend of mine; she's uh, she's fluent, and um, yeah, I, I actually would love to learn sign languages. I'm saying, I come in, I'm not. I mean, I'm not coming in contact with 
a lot of deaf people, but I'm sure I would love to be able to communicate with them if I can. Indeed. And I mean, it's, it's like Spanish, you know, like it's something that's going to be around forever. And like it's it's taking over, not taking over, but it's going to be more prevalent in, uh, in, in American society, yes. you know. But yeah, let's get into this story, man. Yes. Um, shit. Sorry, y'all. I'm uh, having a little problems over here. But my initial um, thoughts, just like once I left the theater, this movie was like it was. Maybe it was for y'all. It was straight for me. It was too long. I could feel it. I, I, I found myself checking my phone like a couple times throughout the movie. It was an hour and a half in, and they were still getting the team together. Like gone are the days where a movie like that, a team up movie, literally takes the first ten minutes gets the, gets the team together, and then the movie starts. Like it was an hour and a half, and I and I get because I talked about this with Fly Guy Ty, of course, because uh, we saw it together actually. And oh, that's what's up. You know, Ty's a really big stickler stickler for for character moments and he eats that up you know characters getting to know each other little character moments is slice slice of lives and stuff like that and you know it was cool getting to see our characters you know start where they began work their way up and then you know eventually assimilate into human society but it just was like damn it took you an hour and a half to do that um what were, what were your thoughts on that like kind of just movie being long i can't lie when i found out how long the movie was i was like um yo okay that's a surprise. It caught me off guard because I wasn't expecting it. But um, I was like, well, 10 characters. I was like, I'm pretty sure you want to balance out their moments and stuff. But right. yo, it did feel like I was like when we were about an hour and some changing, like you said. And I was like, yo, um, I was like, I was kind of pressed because I'm like, you know, one of my favorite characters was Fastos. Obviously, my boy Paperboy Atlanta. I actually met him too, y'all. Funny story. Um, On the set of Atlanta. I can say that. I was on the set of Atlanta when I met him. Um. So I was like, hey, yo, um, like, where my boy Fastos at? Like, he was the main person I wanted to see was him and Makari. So I'm like, bro, it's taking him forever to get to him. I'm like, yo, my mans, bro, what's going on? Yeah, like, it was a fat ass minute before we got to see some Fastos. Yeah, like, every, like, and it was for a lot of the characters, honestly, like, uh, and I was like, dang, it's taking a minute. Like, I know, because I did know they say that Gimma, Gimma, um, Gimma Chan's, gee, I cannot pronounce her name. Why not? It's so easy. Gimma Chan. Cersei was the main character. So I knew she would be the main character right. going in. So she would have the most scenes. But I'm like, yo, are we still trying to get the team together? Or like, or what? Like, yo, like, what's going on? So it was kind of weird with that aspect. I was like, it seemed like some characters, their moments were bouncing out more than others. Like, and I was just like, can we just get the team together, like, and then have the character moments, like, yeah. when they're together? Because, like, I feel like with, with a team like this, Eternals, that all come from each other, that all came together as one, you know, I felt like their character moments would shine more when they're all together. But it was when they were kind of apart and they were being put together that they shined. But it was like, it did, it felt a little draggy at first. I was like, yo, dang. But, True. but I was like, hey, look, creative's choice. So, just got to ride with it. I actually really liked how, um, like, in the beginning of the movie, where when we were in, when introduced to who they were, it was very, like, you know, just, like, very normal marvel Like, this is who they are. This is what they've mm-hmm. been doing. And I really enjoyed that. And I loved how, like, we find out throughout the movie that, like, they, they're they attached to the history of the world. Like, a lot of the people that you learn about in history, Buddha, um, the Vikings and and all types of like creatures and 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 beings that have lived early on in in the world, like they're the Eternals actually. 
but you know they've been called by many different names. I thought that was so cool mm-hmm. to like weave them into like religion and, and early world history because I'm a big history yeah. buff. But yeah. so I thought that was so cool that like the way they kind of mixed that in there because like comic books and and like yeah comic books and stuff they really taken like they're very amb- ambiguous in terms of religion. Like the the beginning. It's not. It may not be Adam and Eve, like we believe, or it may not be you know the Big Bang, like other people believe. But mm-hmm. it's like it's kind of a, a mesh of both, almost. Yeah. Like in this this movie suggests that Arishem and the and the Celestials created, um, created like the universe and created the world, and like it's kind of a, a cycle. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of thought, and you know, although I don't believe that, like, of course it's not what happened, but it was still cool to like know this is how the Marvel universe tackles creation and tackles how things have been created in in their own universe Mm -hmm. um you know just makes the world of the mcu so much bigger in that way what do you think i yeah like everything you said like it honestly like it was interesting like i always thought about like because i did some research on the because i knew about um like like celestials but i didn't really know about the eternals like the only eternal i ever heard of was icarus because they were like icarus is kind of like a a pseudo Superman. I always used to hear that growing up, and like, but I never read Icarus comics or anything. So I'm like, whatever. Superman is obviously better because who's better than Superman? Nobody. Fact. I, like when I was little, bro, Superman. It was Spider Man, Superman, Hulk. No one could tell me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I never cared about Icarus, and but like, so I finally did some research on the Eternals, and I was like, oh, I wonder how they're gonna tackle this in the movies because you know, you know, Marvel. A lot of a lot of Marvel things go different routes on when it comes to creation like if you look at with black panther they talked about how you know how something like you know how vibranium struck the earth how mm-hmm. bast was bast is this is a god yeah. they worship and then you had like you know then of course you got thor's people they're gods so i'm like mm. i can't wait to see how the celeste how they tackle with celestials and how the celestials did everything and the deviants obviously um um not tribes of thanos but thanos comes from that legion so it's interesting, and we'll get the Thanos way down the road. But I thought it was interesting how they would tackle that, and I like how they did it, like how they did it with the Celestials doing that and how they're attached to history. I thought that was so cool because that was an avenue of us to be able to go through history. And I'm like you said, I'm a history buff as well. So like it was pretty right. cool that like dope. It was actually really interesting. Another thing I wanted to touch on was how um, the characters, you know, are, they're, they're dealt with kind of similarly to the way they deal with the. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, mm-hmm. very similar because that's a whole new team. You know, you're going to have the Avengers, you have the the Guardians of the Galaxy, and now we have um, the Eternals. And, you know, with the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, while they are a big team and they do have their team moments and they do their thing, especially like when they join the Avengers and stuff like that later on in the MCU. But, you know, they have little pockets of moments between characters that, that make the, the team moments even stronger. Of course, you have the relationship between Peter Quill and Gamora. The relationship, the father-son relationship between Rock, Rocket, Rock, Rocket Raccoon and Groot. Um, you also have, um, you know, Peter Quill and Yondu, stuff like that. And I love how, like, the Eternals is kind of broken up into, like, separate characters where Ajax, you know, has a, has a personal relationship being the leader with all of the characters. Yeah. Just like Peter Quill has a personal relationship with all the characters. But I also love how, um, you know, Druig and... Um, let me pull her name up. Sorry. Drew again, Makari had their own uh, special relationship. Um, you, you know, Gilgamesh and Thena, uh, which also was a really cool mental health, um, 
you know, kind of symbolic mental health story story arc, which I really liked. Um, you know, Fastos and um, and Kingo, and they all just had their different relationships, which I really, really liked. My favorite being, uh, personally, being Gilgamesh and Thena, because I feel like I'm a Gilgamesh to a lot of my female friends, and I love that, and they loved, I love the way that they you know, appreciate me for that. And I appreciate them for being Athena. And cause Athena, while like, it seemed like Gilgamesh was giving Athena, Athena gave Gilgamesh something very special, which is just friendship and love, which I really appreciate about that relationship. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely my favorite being Athena and Gilgamesh. What about you and these like relationships? Um, I would say the relationships were very dope. Um, I loved the, the balance between, um, um, Icarus and Cersei, how they, mm. um, how they didn't let their love really blind them from, the task at first, even though that did cause a big causality towards the big what the f moment in the movie with finding out that you know um Gilgamesh is the Gilgamesh not Gilgamesh Icarus was essentially the person that killed um Ajax and Ajax, y'all when yeah. I tell bro just I'm gonna just say it when I saw that Ajax died I'm like boy ain't no way boy boy ain't no, no, ain't no ain't come no way, on oh come and on I, man we, we love us some Salma Hayek so beautiful For sometimes real. and I was like. I was like, Kevin Feige, you better be bringing her back in some some way. Please. Thank you. They got my you. dog Gilgamesh too, man. Yeah, and Gil, like when they kill Gilgamesh, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm done. I was like, they kill Fastos and Makari. This oh, it's over. Gilgamesh. I'm it's not over. watching any more Marvel. Marvel is done. With, I'm, I'm done. Walking out. I'm walking out. <laughs> so they did the right thing. They did not kill the black person. So it's like, Let's just have a. Um, all right, okay. we're the most, we're the best part of the movie. What do you mean? Oh God! Like, excuse me, like, bro, you kill us, um. Half your ticket sales out the drain. But um, yes, I loved the relationships. Um, I loved also, um, like like you mentioned, Gilgamesh and Thena. No cap. When I was watching the movie, it did make, I did think about you and um, a couple of the female friends like you told me about. I was like, bro, I'm like, bro, if there was a like, no cap, I thought I was like, bro, if anyone was in a turtle, I'm like, bro, Quattro would definitely be like Gilgamesh or like freaking um, Fact. Like Fastos because you're very like artsy and creative. So like Fastos yeah. is very creative. And like I was like, bro, like I think another one of my friends I thought about like when it came to um was um Jesus was Thena. Um I have a friend that deals with a lot of um PTSD and memory loss sometimes. So I was like, yo, like so like it was so cool seeing that. I loved um I loved uh what's his name, Druig and um Makari's relationship, how it's so like loved it. Oh my god. Makari's death. So you know, they low-key be dissing other the other Eternals side eye and be like, You see that? Like, bro, like peep that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Love that. Like that was funny. And then Fasto's just straight up being the one that's of course the black one, like, um, hello, like, really? Like and the first openly, openly gay, gay character, by the, the way, the first openly gay character. Like, well, technically the second because you know, well, superhero. He's the first openly gay superhero in Marvel because you know, um, I think one of the Russos in Endgame was gay. I think Joe Russo's oh, character was gay in true, Endgame. True, 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 true. Blink if you'll miss. I don't think a lot of people caught that until it was announced. Is, is Russo? Is Joe? Is Joe? Is he actually gay? No, he has a he has a daughter. He's married. Oh yeah. I mean, hey. Okay, yeah, just got thing. a gay actor, but whatever. I'm not even gonna go there. Yeah, but, um, it was pretty cool seeing that. Um, actually, you mentioned Thena, or so did I. But like, I really love the casting of Angelina Jolie, like as Thena. I think I don't think you could cast that any better. Honestly, that was so yeah. freaking well done. And like, I watched an interview with her actually today as a recording this. She was talking about how she wanted the Thena character to be as womanly as possible. 
Mm. You know, uh, it, it sounded as if she was talking uh, like Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins talking about Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and how, you know, Wonder Woman is strong and Wonder Woman is powerful. But she's also she's a woman. You know, she she stands in that, you know, feminine uh power that she has and mm-hmm. and that was that's exactly what angelina jolie wanted for thena and she played that beautifully there's even a scene in there where she says something and it's literally like her her maleficent character jumps out like she says it all in almost the exact same way and i'm like mm-hmm. bro yeah I, this is oh. such a good ass oh i'm so sorry y'all my boy my boy was calling me i had to let him know oh, i call him back oh snap it's raining uh, my side. It sorry back. if y'all hear any rain from my side it's raining here in atlanta sorry I didn't even notice. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back to. I'm gonna start my I'm gonna start my Thena thought over. Why not? All right. Uh, you actually mentioned Thena. Uh, I I did too. But um, one of the biggest things I I loved about uh Thena was her cast. Actually, Angelina Jolie being cast as her. Uh, just really really well done. I loved how actually I watched an interview. Um. As of today, recording this, she was talking about the movie and she, and she talked about uh, Thena. They asked her, like, what is she? Was there anything that, like, was like, oh, I've never done this for a movie? And she just was like, I wanted the Thena character to be very uh, womanly. You know, she was a woman mm-hmm. and, you know, stood in her feminine power. It felt very reminiscent of the way Gal Gadot and um, Gadot and Patty Jenkins talk about Wonder Woman and how they want her to be strong and powerful, but she still stands in that feminine power, which I really liked about Thena. And like there was a scene in the movie where she literally she says a line or something and it literally sounds exactly like her Maleficent character, which I loved her in Maleficent. And it just was like, wow, I really love Angelina Jolie. I've watched her, tons of her movies. I think she's an amazing actress. Um, but yeah, she's definitely one that stood out for me. Um, another character that stood out, we haven't talked much about it, but Sprite. I really like Sprite, played by Mia, Leah McHugh. Uh, she's actually... 16 in real life uh she probably played a little younger character um in sprite but what did you think of the sprite character um i ain't gonna lie sprite at first was annoying to me like no not annoying like really like sprite was cool but like i could tell i was like sprite is the young one so sprite's gonna be saying all this and that she's gonna be getting a little annoying to the character at some point and then she approved it with the whole thing with Iker. i'm like bro oh my god this little girl i'm like bro get off the screen bro but i love sprite in the beginning sprite was pretty cool um and and like and leah McHugh, she did an amazing job very young actress like i love seeing young people stepping out because it's like it's hard like it's hard to do that type of stuff honestly for real so like she killed it i sprite was pretty cool with how she can morph into different things it kind of reminded me of um it reminded me a little bit of uh oh my god what's her name the x-men jesus oh mystique yeah it reminded me a little bit of mystique of course you know she you know mystique just is all blue sprite's not all blue so it was pretty cool um seeing how sprite can use her powers um being the young one so she some stuff we could relate to because we just went through those stages and like how she uh and then her really tackling like how she never ages was pretty cool how they dealt Mm -hmm. with that like Sprite was pretty awesome. Um, very sarcastic. Um, which could, which was annoying at times, but also funny at times. Honestly, I loved how she made up the story of Icarus uh, flying too close to the sun. I yeah. love how she made that story up about Icarus. <laughs> they mentioned that they were like Icarus, like the guy that flew close to the sun. Oh yeah, that was a story that uh, that Sprite made up. I was like, wow, that's because like that story. It even comes full circle at the end, but yeah, like it's he, he it's just funny. Yeah, that shit was funny. Now let's talk about the deviants. Right. No. So as the movie, I loved how this movie, as the movie progressed, we got more and more in terms of like 
story that just kind of builds upon itself and you get more twists and turns as the movie goes on. And one of the twists was that, you know, you find out the deviants were actually kind of like the Eternals sent to Earth to, you know, advance the population to get ready for the next, the birth of uh, Timutit. Yeah, Timutit, yeah. Timutit. And um, what was crazy was that the deviants were actually just like Eternals, but they were sent there to, you know, get the Earth ready, but they became savage and evolved kind of wrong. And so the Eternals were sent to destroy their original creation. And I thought that was really interesting because it was like the Deviants and the Eternals are one and the same. They both are slaves to Arishem and the other Celestials and don't know it. Mm-hmm. And then now you sent these two warring parties together and when the first, the next part of the Eternals kill the Deviants, the Deviants get pissed off and they want to fight. And that's where that lead Deviant kills um, Gilgamesh and he kills um, a part of killing Ajax yeah. um, to, you know, fight this original, the killer's who are also slaves. What do you think about that? I thought that was pretty grand and dope. Honestly, like it was a, it was a twist that we didn't see coming and it was pretty cool. Like and like I did some research so like I did notice that like the deviants were um they were created by the um not the Eternals by the Celestials when I read when I did research but like it was like it was kind of like the same thing, but they were on like a different planet, but they came to other planets and tried to conquer or something like that. But I didn't think they would go that route. And it was pretty cool seeing it. And um, like saying that we're on the same, we're all the same and we're just all fighting a battle that was essentially was corrupted in, in its own way. So I thought it was pretty cool seeing that. Like the deviants also like, the defense looked kind of cool. Um, no cap, how they were morphing into different things, taking unique, taking Ajax power, taking Gilgamesh's powers and stuff. And um, mm-hmm. that was pretty wild. Like I was like, "Yo, what?" Like, cause it was like first thought, like, but a lot of people were thinking when them coming in, bro. These people were so powerful. Of course, they couldn't help. But like, who the fuck gonna stop them if they if they immortal type shit? You feel me? So it was pretty cool seeing their weak side, how their powers could be taken overtaken by the deviants. So I thought that was awesome. Um, giving them a level of you know, human side. And also I wanted to, I don't think we talked about this, but I wanted to point out how like they fell in love with like the people of earth and Mm, came attached to them that helped with their character arcs. And like, I thought that was so cool. Um, Especially I believe with, with um, Fastos and um, there was another one. I think, Oh, was it, was it possibly Cersei? Yeah. Cause Dane Whitman. Cersei got a boyfriend, Dane Whitman. Yeah, who who's, turns out to be the Black Knight. So I thought it was pretty cool seeing that, like with their character arcs being connected, Fastos having a husband and a kid, and then also Cersei having a boyfriend. So like it was pretty cool, like what led them to their um wanting to stop the rise of Timutit and all that good stuff because it could destroy the Earth and all that. So I thought that was the um I forgot what it was called in the movie. The um it was called something, but that was what movie? What are you talking about? The the creation of Timutit was known as the something it was known as something um the emergence the emergence yes i knew it started with an e so like yeah. i thought that was pretty cool like their experiences on earth for all those years helped leave deviate them to do what they did and i thought it was pretty cool with trying to stop Timutit and all that and i thought that was grand and awesome like that's a good point you made like i really i, always, I thought it was really funny and cool how uh kingo uh kimel najani's character yeah we um, talking about kingo was a was a movie star and like he was like oh yeah this is my great grandfather my grandfather my father and now me and he was like i'm a part of the greatest uh dynasty of movie stars ever in bollywood and i was like okay 
that's pretty cool. That's funny. Yeah. Obviously, the comic relief fit character. He's, he was kind of funny. It, he looked weird, buff to me. Uh, yeah. Najiani looks so, he looks sick to me, but like, you know, hey, bro, at least now you're healthy. Hopefully, you keep it on, keep it on you for a little bit. But you also mentioned, you know, just their experiences with, with the world. And I, while it was cool to see Fastos um, react to the use of the atomic bomb on Hiroshima, I would have thought it would have been kind of cool to see like, and I think they used that because it was more of like a technological advancement that literally, literally changed the face of the planet um, mm-hmm. by, you know, the bomb being dropped on Hiroshima. But seeing like, I would have loved to have seen that and him reacting to things like slavery, you know, with yeah. people that looked like him and he couldn't do anything about it, you know, mm-hmm. which was like, you know, there were no deviants involved. It was just, you know, bad white people. Uh, it would have been cool to see him react to things like that and the way he looks at the world being a black man, you know, with, yeah. with the black face, he's not really a black man, but he's a guy, he's a person donning a black face. It's something that um, the the Martian Manhunter character deals with all the time. Yeah. Because um, he often aware, he's a green Martian, but he often aware a black face on, on, the, on earth. And it's oftentimes we've seen John Jones talk about his experience being a black person. Um, which I thought was really, really cool. So that would have been something I would have liked to have seen. But still, just that scene where he's like reacting to the to the atomic bomb is insane. I love that scene a lot. Yeah, Brian Tyree really Henry good. plays that so freaking well. And Ajak uh, Sama Hayek being there was also really cool. Um, the Sama Hayek scenes on her on her ranch reminded me of Man of Steel. Bro, um, which, yes. Oh, my bro, God. Yeah, it reminded bro. me so much of Man of Steel. Uh, and like kind of the pace of the movie reminds me of Man of Steel, too. Um, but Man of Steel was also one of the re- a really big um, what do you call it? Um, oh, I'm losing the word. It's like literally in my head. It's a big uh, ah, I'm losing the word, Lord, give it to me right now in the name of Jesus. Um, I can't give you all the word right now, but it it was a big influence. Boom, there it is. Uh, it was a big influence for thank you, Lord. It was a big influence for this movie, uh, Man of Steel being one of the big influences for Eternal. So I thought that was really cool. Um, anything yeah. else you had? Speaking of Man of Steel, we got that Superman reference from from um, Fastos Kid, which a yeah. lot, of, which a lot of people talked about um, coming into the movie. But I think they also said there was another time that Superman was name dropped in the MCU. I just don't know. I don't remember. They name dropped Batman too. I was like, what? What, what are we? What? What? What's going on here? Yeah, so that's kind of that was kind of cool to see, but um, that doesn't mean we getting any team up, no nothing. Hell Anytime nah, soon, y'all nah. boys. Yeah, we gotta get our ducks in the row for it. Can we? Can DC, we get straight? <laughs> can, yeah, can we get, get right? Straight, because Kevin Feige and them looking like, look, we'll do it if they can get their shit straight. Like, they ain't no bad blood, but please get y'all stuff straight before you try to, because you ain't finna make us look bad. Kevin Feige, no more think he looking like, hey, bro, look, that's nice and all, but yeah, get y'all shit straight. Nah, nah, nah. Wait a minute, now nah, Marvel, Marvel's taking some some routes here. Marvel yeah, we'll see because this this if Eternals did get there is this is one of their lowest rated films. I you know yeah I I it was I think this is got an eighty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes eight point two out of ten on IMDb and a seventy four percent Metacritic score. Yeah, it was one of the when it's, when it first came out it was not good it was not great. <laughs> yeah, I mean a lot of people are starting to fall in love with it now. I think also I loved how they made that subtle connection to um Shang Chi um with um. Fastos building up the um the thing to stop the emergence and it had something to do with um with Makari going back to trace the origin which we had her big run sequence which was so awesome and I think mm-hmm. that's what the 
blinking of the rings for Shang Chi stuff was actually about if I can remember, but he basically built up the echelon of the Ten Rings or something like it, and he's like, maybe they did. Maybe that's what called the Eternals. Maybe that's like gonna call the Eternals. Yeah, so hmm. that was that was pretty cool seeing that. Um, I liked also like you mentioned it. Yeah, it would have been really cool to see Fastos reacting to slavery, but I think I'm pretty sure they was like, I'm pretty sure that might have been on the table, but they was like. They was like, mm, let's mm, maybe let's not do it. That, maybe well, it was- I think, like I said, like the reason I believe they they decided to go with Hiroshima was the fact that that, techno- that technological advancement for mankind was so like life changing for Earth. Like it was just like that's the one that can get the most emotion because I mean, literally Hiroshima, Hiroshima was wiped off the map. <laughs> so like, you know, I definitely get the choice. It just would have been cool to see some other something else or some other things, but. You know, I I don't like hate the choice. I think it was a I think it was a very smart choice made by Chloe Zhao and the team. Yeah, most definitely. Um, so the end the end fight. Let's talk about the ending, bro. Whew, that was fire. Man. I ain't gonna lie, that was clean was, as hell. When they was taking Icarus, oh, yes. Icarus was oh. like, y'all not gonna be able to stop me, bro. I was like, oh my god, but this is they a- did. They teamed up and tore that man. Yes, I love the motion straight out of his comic where he like was able to power back up and had that big. I was like, oh, that Bro, boy Cole. Was going crazy. They was going crazy. Like, Druig. I love Druig's personality. He's just like the... Yeah, bro, I'm going to talk shit and you're going to have to deal with it. So, like, I loved, like, him and Icarus's moments in that fight. I love him, Akari, when um when they killed... When he killed... um Jesus, who did he kill? Or he took down... No, when it looked like he first killed Druig when Makari straight... Mm. It was taxing that man. Bro, it's- Taxing that ass, boy. I couldn't left, even right, see left. it. He was like, whoa, what's going on? He finally called her, bro. I was like, bro, he killed Makari. We gonna have some words, my boy. Yo, bro, was- you mentioned Druig. Um, I really liked, like, be- towards the beginning of the movie where he kind of, like, started to question um, his allegiance to Arishim and their mission. Mm-hmm. And he just was like, I could stop, like, they were having, it was like, they were taking over Babylon. And he was yeah. like, I could stop this with just a thought. And, like, Ajax stopped him because no deviants were involved. It was just, like, the flaw of man. And I just really liked how it was kind of like a, um, it symbolizes like a lot of people's fight with religion, like in general, just like, yeah. you know, what kind of God would do such and such, such as that. And, you know, like the way he kind of, you know, broke away from that, I thought was really cool. Um, but now bringing it back to that end fight. Yeah, that was amazing. Makari fighting was crazy. Uh, it, I thought it was weird, though. I was like, why would you send Cersei to the top of this thing? Like Cersei can't fly. I, Cersei was out here jumping Air five man had to stop her yeah. pant real quick um, yeah. and then that scene where Sprite stabs her in the back I was like bro Yo, that was I'm cold like, I was like oh, uh, uh, I'm like I'm like bro someone get this baby girl off the screen cause she making me mad bro like I was bro, getting mad at her. her I'm like bro he don't love you like, and then Icarus so the girl gets down there it, uh, Cersei gets down there and starts turning the thing into ice and then uh, Icarus comes up there about to stop and then he on knee, on his knees crying and bullshitting I'm sorry I I'm saying bro he, he was the ultimate self bro my boy Hoodville would be looking at this man I'm disappointed I'm disappointed and then after it's all said none you know what Icarus does flies into the sun flies straight <laughs> into the sun I said my mans are you I was like yo for real like bro so this so this what we doing now this what we doing instead, right, of, instead of facing the consequence you just gonna fly into the sun like bro that's bro. what we doing 
Like I straight up in that moment, I said, bro, I'm like, it had, I'm like, it, the cat had to have been too good, bro. Cause like, bro, like you really, bro, you was fin too tat, and then you just like, bro, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm like, I had to kill some of them off. I mean, that was a big ass cast. I mean, it you was. got us Tim. Uh, yeah, somebody had to bite it. So some, like, somebody we, had to bite it. We ended it up this. losing. So we lost Richard Madden as Icarus. We lost uh, Don Lee's Gilgamesh, and we lost Sama Hayek's uh, Ajax. Ajax. Okay. Yeah. So and we, Sprite became human, I believe. And Sprite became human. So yeah, so she can grow in age, which I thought. So was, she, so she don't have her powers no more. She's like straight up just human. I believe so. Yes, and she's able to grow in age. Oh, okay. I, I, I wasn't sure if she still had her powers. I don't know. Maybe she does. Maybe she doesn't. But it was, man, that the ending was kind of crazy. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, and, and you know they all just went back to their to their devices. But you know, I, I did love the slice of life scene when they were all at Fastos's house and uh, the the scenes with Tina and the kid. Yeah, that was really funny. And Fast was just like, yeah, all of y'all's like babysitting privileges are revoked. Like, like this, no, no, sir. When they were eating the pizza, like. That was kind of their little callback to eating, sh- like how the Avengers Shwarma, ate, the sh- ate yeah. the shawarma. This was them eating the pizza, so I thought that was pretty cool. Fastos' son, like, yo, what's that? And she straight up cut the orange. I'm like, although what what confused me, right? Here's what confused me. Hey, here, hey, here's what confused me. Yeah. So you know how, like, at the like towards the middle of the movie, they showed like the actual plan of Arishim to have. The Timutid be born through Earth and like his birth would destroy Earth and, and create a new galaxy. Yeah. Okay. Problem number one. When they showed that, it looked like it, it was a lot quicker than the way he was coming in real life. Cause like he came, his hand, as soon as that hand came through, Earth was toast. As soon as you started singing fingers, Earth was toast. It was over. It was done. Yeah. And I was like, dang, this, this, that boy finna come. And then like, pause. But um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, the hand comes through. And I'm like, dog, is it finna be toast for everybody? But it moved a little slower, which, I mean, plot armor, whatever. I'm not really mad at that. B, here's what also confused me. All right. So, Arishim has been watching Earth for this long. Why did it, like, take him until after it was all said enough for him to notice? Oh, wait. The Eternals turned on me. They're no longer, like, going to be about Timmy's emergence. Like, it seemed like he took a long time to notice that his plans, like, got foiled and, like, for him to take action. Cause like, cause my, the whole time this is happening, I'm like, hey, bro, this all sound, this all good. Y'all save Earth and all that, but when Arishin find out, y'all toast. I hope you know yeah, that. Y'all right? done for. Y'all done for. You like, know he find out. You know that's your ass, right? Like he yeah. finna get you. And yeah. what did Arishin do? Arishin said, hey, come here, let me holler at y'all. And he got all the boys up, lined them up in front of him, like, hey, yeah. So you messed up. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take y'all with me. I'm, I'm gonna bring you back for judgment. You already guilty. Yeah. But I'm gonna go ahead and just, yeah. I'm gonna go. Come on with me. And he just took them. It was like, yeah, I'll, he'll, they'll be back later. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Like, Plucked them boys right off the planet. Just say, yeah, hey, come so, here. Hey, let me let y'all. Hey, bro, let me holler at you real quick, bro. You feel me? Let me. So you thought you were just going. You thought you were just going like kill my son and then not get and not get consequent. Crazy. Let me holler at y'all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was cool, and that's kind of how the movie ends. But let's get into the implications. Man, any more thoughts on the story? Anything? Mm, nah, I ain't got much. Nah, cool beans. Yeah, man. All in all, the movie was fine for me. I just was like... It was different. It was a tad honestly. too long. It was different. But action-packed and, and funny. Everything you love about a Marvel movie, I feel like was a part of this, which is like all that matters. And it looked great. Like, definitely really, really good. Most but definitely. let's get implications. Namely, the first end credit scene. Let's talk about the first end credit scene. Revealing the brother of Thanos. Eros, played by none other than 
Harry Styles. All the women in my theater swooning, passing out. Some of the men too. Yeah. Um, I've, I'm he and he says that he knows what happened to the Eternals that were taken up. Nick being uh, Kingo, um, Cersei, and Festos. Um, he knows where they are and, how, and he can help. You know, Makari and Druid collect them. Yeah. And I'm wondering why didn't why didn't uh, Arishem take King uh, Makari and Druid? They well, were just a part of it, just as much as Fastos, Makari, and Fastos, um, Cersei, and Kingo were. I think it was along the aspects of they they were. I think it's because I don't know. I think it's because those two were the main ones that questioned a lot of stuff in that um are like you know. And that necessarily they weren't for it to begin with. Like they were one of the first ones to not really deal with it and not weren't on board with the whole emergence. And the others they did at one point was like, okay, we just have to accept that it is what it is. And but- Kingo didn't even like go through with it. Like before the final fight started, Kingo was like, hey, look, like I respect what y'all feel, but I'm not gonna like stop the emergence because you're yeah. stopping millions of other lives from being created. Yeah. And so, so I was like, oh. And then he just kind of dipped off. I was like, all right, bet. Yeah, so that was interesting. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's because of the power they hold. I'm not sure. Maybe. But yeah, uh, it was cool to see uh, Harry Styles' Eros, Thanos' brother. I'd love to see like what he does in maybe the next Eternal sequel, how he fits into the story. And yeah. Tim talk about Thanos. You know, like Thanos is one of the biggest characters in the MCU now. Yeah. And like, you know. He's brother of Thanos. Like, brother I, of Thanos. Where like, was you? Like, where was you at when he was snapping niggas away? Like, how do you think about the snap? Like, did you get snapped? Yeah. Like, did bro. you get snapped? Like, what's up? Like, you're the brother of Thanos. Why you, why you eat purple? Like, you know, there's, there's so many questions. Yeah. But, yo, the second in credit scene. Sensation. This is when this this is when fanboys cried. This is legit my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, and it's not only for the fact that what happened during the end credit scene, but for the fact that like the way me and Fly Guy Ty absolutely went stupid in the middle of this theater, like little kids. Yeah, I, it's a moment. I wish it was recorded. It was so crazy. So we start out with Dane Whitman being in his room, and actually, there's a line in the movie where he's like, "Hey, like at the end, he tells Cersei, I want to tell you about my family, uh, you know, lineage, just a little crazy." Yeah, and then you know that's when she gets taken up by Arishem. Arishem but right. in the end credit scene. He opens a sword case and it has the dark knight, the dark blade. Yeah. And the blade is, you know, calling to him and he's like about to take it on. And before you get his hand, you hear a voice in the background say, are you sure you're ready for that? That was and immediately, immediately, I recognized that voice. It was none other than Mahershala Ali, a.k.a. Blade. Well, we were, me and Todd was like, I, like at first, like I knew who it was in my head, but like I was just so in shock. I was like, we were like, bro, I know that's not. What was that? That was Blade. We started going. We were like, but that's Blade. And like everybody's in theaters, like, yo, like wait, because like everybody kind of knows the voice, but they're like, no, wait, yeah, re- whoa, wait, no way. And yeah. it, that was it. It was Blade. Yeah, it was so interesting because it's funny in my theater. Um, when I've gone to like. I guess this is the thing in Atlanta, like, yo, like, a lot of people don't actually watch movies on Thursdays because, like, most of them are still working. So, like, when there's a big movie, mm. it's usually Fridays when I still go watch a movie on Thursday because I'm dying to see it. But, like, in Atlanta... Thursdays most, considered early showings, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, like in Atlanta, like showings, like some early showings be at like five or six o'clock. So like a lot of people don't be in that theater. So those are the ones I usually be at. I don't be at the ones that's like at seven or eight or something or nine. So like there weren't a lot of people in my theater. So like, you know, when that's when that scene happened, like at first it didn't hit me at first because I was like, wait a minute. I was like sitting there. I'm like, did he just? It, it literally, I was like, oh, I knew who that is. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, because nobody really screamed in my theater. Everybody was like, wait, what? Wait, it what? was like, it was like, because like, it was like, wait, yo, what was that? Like, who is that? Some people were like, bro, who is, who is the boyfriend? Like, a lot of people were like, yo, what is going on? And I'm sitting there like, yo, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I'm going to the theater like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Like, what? You, I'm like, no fucking Blade. way. I got in my car. I was like, oh, shit. That's that nigga. I was like, yo, let's That's go. That's Blade, bro. That like that. Blade, bro. Like, that was insane. And Blade is Chloe Zhao's favorite uh, superhero, by the way. Oh, sen- sen- sensational. So Blade and Black Knight, that's going to be a thing. Bro, I was so hyped for that. I was like, in credit scene? All right, cool, cool, cool. Dane Whitman, all right. Because I didn't know who Black Knight was. Because I'm like, like I'm more DC. So I yeah. don't know all the all the characters in Marvel. And I was like, okay, he's cool, Black Knight, whatever, cool. And then I heard the voice, and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's that nigga Blade. Let's go. Let's get, let's get into it. Let, let, but, let's get this shit. <laughs> um, other, other implications, uh, I can't wait to see how the Eternals fit into the greater MCU. Um, just, like, where they fit in into the next, like, big fight against you know whoever the next big bad is which we're thinking is going to be that man uh the he who remains uh and so i can't wait to see that yes, big the sir. next big fight and how they how they fit into that um that was it for me it's an implication what about you um i do believe this i do believe this has some this is going to do a little bit when it comes to development of bringing in galactus that's a far stretch mm. you know, that is a far stretch but galactus okay. is the eater of worlds and galactus has had some run-ins with um not the eternals but deviant not deviants jesus with um celestials at one point so um and plus, Dame Whitman's character, the Black Knight, his blade has known to kill a Celestial before. So I can't wait to see how, because obviously he wants to know who the hell took my girl at the end of the movie. Like, yo, what the, like, she just went boom. So he like, hey, yo, bro, someone finna get the answers for my girl. That's why he goes off to get, to open up the dark. You know, that's kind of what leads him to open up that. So I can't wait to see how that goes with him. I do believe this will help lead to Galactus, um, possibly coming back and giving, like, taking care of Harrisham's dirty work, you know, of taking down Earth to build up a new one or to bring back that etern- that um celestial. So like I can't wait to see what what happens. Um and yeah, like like you say, he who remains, I'm so ready for that with Ant Man. Um I believe he who remains will have a factor to play in some of the stuff that happens overall with the Marvel universe because he's the next big bad. So yeah. But I do believe this will help lead to a small step towards setting up the Galactus arc in the MCU, but that's a little far fetched. That's just my idea, but only time will tell. Yeah, I um, everything you said, I agree with. But uh, let's go ahead and rank this bad boy out of ten. I'm gonna go ahead and give this one a solid. Mm, let me uh, uh, let me give it a seven out of ten. I think I'm sitting at a seven out of ten. That's actually where I gave it when I first saw it. I t- I texted my boys. I texted my boys um my non-spoilery non-spoilery um thing. I texted um my boy Prodigy and my boy Two Time, my boy Eric, and I told them 
I said, so Eternals, definitely not the traditional Marvel movie. And honestly, I was okay with that. I loved it. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Literally, that's what it says in the text message. So, great minds think alike, Quattro. Straight facts. Straight facts. But before we get out of here, we're going to give you guys our brief, 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 because I know we've had y'all for a minute, our brief yeah. thoughts on uh, the What If series. Um, I actually really enjoyed some of the episodes. Um, it definitely started off kind of slow. Like I kind of knew what the what the crescendo was going to be that like all the people we were going to meet were going to come together in one big team and fight a big bad um so i wasn't necessarily surprised but i enjoyed it for what it was i hated the cartoon though i hated the the look i hated the way it was animated but uh it was like a hair better than like star wars rebels um in terms of animation but i actually really enjoyed the show nonetheless my favorite episode probably was either the killmonger episode or I also really like the Doctor Strange episode. Yeah, I yeah, and part, I like Party Thor too. I thought Party Thor was funny. Party Thor was oh my god, Party Thor since oh my god, I love Party Thor. But um, honestly, Party Thor could have been Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh god, like because Thor: Love and Thunder, obviously, since Thor: Love and Thunder is um basically like it's it's gonna have rom com vibes because it was written by a girl um. Jen that wrote um um someone great um so yeah definitely right. but with what if in regards to what if I loved it um like it was such a it was heartwarming because you know it was the last time we ever heard the voice of our beloved Chadwick Boseman my favorite episode I gotta give it to the um is probably Doctor Strange or um the Doctor Strange episode or the episode with um. Not the zombie episode. The zombie episode was gas, but the zombie episode was a little crazy. I was like, yeah, what the fuck? But the episode, um, even though a lot of people didn't like this one, but like the Killmonger episode might have been my favorite just because it was like, yo, like Killmonger, that nigga, in case y'all didn't know, <laughs> you feel me? Like I've always, I'm a big Killmonger fan. So like, you know, I loved his episode a lot. Seeing Shuri team up with um, Pepper, which is a matchup I didn't think I really needed. Like, yo, that was pretty cool. Like, man, like, yeah, straight. I gave, um, I think one of my favorite parts of What If was actually the, um, was the Watcher's, like, overall tone, like, how how he dealt with everything. Like, he watched and signed, I said, like, on the sidelines, kind of like how the Eternals did to a certain extent. I thought that was pretty cool. But, yeah, my favorite episode, either Doctor Strange or Killmonger's episode was one of my, was probably my favorites. Yeah, my third one is, no, is that, that, that Killmonger one was wild. That Killmonger the, one, I, I didn't like. That was my least favorite. Because you know how they did how they did that, that was, how they did Thanos how they did Thanos. But I hated was, that. I hated was, the way they what did. What was so Thanos. cool about that episode was how everybody everybody stole their seats together, especially when when at the end when Thanos was sitting there talking about his mass genocide plan to Okoye Okoye. But that's mass genocide. But no 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 no, it's Thanos. But no no no, you're missing the point. You're missing, You're missing the point. point. You're missing the point. It's it's actually not genocide. It's, like, it was, it's, random. it's random. It's just it's oh, random. Yeah. And he's out here drinking that bit. There's a dog that run by. I'm like, bruh, Thanos is a, is a cool ass nigga, bro. You got you can't love you can't love you cannot love Thanos. Thanos is that he's so Thanos cool. is so Thanos so sweet with it, bro. I'm yeah. sorry, little one, and threw his daughter off the cliff. But yeah. you know, out of ten, bro, give, go and go and give us a rating for uh, for what if. I gave what if a seven out of ten. The 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 animation could have been solid. better. Could have been better, but I gave it a seven out of ten because the stories were 
definitely something we did not see coming. Like there were I'm different rocking. stories, and it was pretty cool. I think I'm rocking with a six point five seven. I'm probably there, yeah. Five seven. I'm not. I didn't love it. It's definitely to, to me the worst of the shows, and it was it wasn't live action, so you kind of get a knock for that. What? Well, not you get a knock, but it was kind of like you know the live action shows just offer a little bit more because they're live action. So, um, you know, they kind of it kind of falls at the bottom of the ranks. But I think they definitely end up being above Hawkeye, which we got coming up uh, very soon. I think as we're recording this, maybe we have like a week of some change before yeah, Hawkeye the comes Hawkeye, out. The Hawkeye screening was actually today in London, so. As we're talking, they had the screening, so that's pretty cool. Okay, it could be cool. I'm, I'm excited to watch Haley Steinfeld. I'm, I'm always been a fan of her, um, you know. So we'll see what happens. And then, of course, you know, we got that left this year, and then we have Spider Man, far not far from Spider Man, No Way Home, No Way Home, which should be dark, brutal. And we got our first poster. We got Doc Ock. The trailer's crazy. Yeah, we got Green Goblin. We got Spider Man about to be. It, I think Spider Man's gonna be. Huge, like I don't need. To, I I don't want to see no more trailers. I don't want to see the posters. Just like everything we have now is fine. Just Thank give you, us yeah. the movie. Like give us the movie. Because yeah. the more like you've already given us the get Green Goblins in it. Like we already knew that from the trailer. But like now we see it in the like. I don't want to see nothing else. Don't see. Me, don't show yeah. me nothing else. Just it, give me the movie. Yes, factuals. Because like and in terms of like. I think this is. I think this is the beautiful marriage between Sony and Marvel really coming full circle. Because I feel like we're fine. What we love so much about the Sony Spider-Man movies, I feel like we're going to be getting in this movie with Tom Holland's Peter Parker. It's mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's connected with the MCU, but it could be out of the MCU. Like and this is really like Fact. it's not going to follow. It's going to be. I love the fact that he's like it's going to be dark. He's going to go through a lot. So like I can't wait for this movie. And like and we don't need you know, nothing else. Um, last thing else. I mentioned, Venom. Could we see Venom? You know, given the la- the final end credit scene of Venom, let there be carnage. Spoiler alert. You know, but uh, yeah. some through some, I think it's Wandavision type deal. Uh, Eddie Brock and Venom are now in the MCU. Yeah, most definitely. And Venom so, like, is is not too fond of Peter Parker. Yeah, he's not. So like, this could be an interesting. You know, I feel like he probably might pop up in the end credit scene because there we got way too many characters. We might have more to come that we. People are suggesting are in the movie. We ain't gonna say yeah. anything, but you know, this I'm so it, excited for Spider. I've never been so this excited for MCU Spider Man. Yes, movie. and Low we key. do not need we don't need nothing else. Like if they give us another trailer, I'm gonna try my best not to. Watch. I'm turning. I might turn off my phone. I don't. I'm gonna I, I watch it for the once. So like I, I, I always watch the trailer once, and then I ain't watching no more. Like I've only seen the Spider Man trailer twice. Yeah, like the Spider Man trailer. I watched it twice. Um, one with by myself, and then one with my brother. Um. Cause me and my brother, we already said like, yo, bro, we already made the pack, bro. Like, if them two, if 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 Garfield and McGuire in the movie, bro, we each dripping out in one of the costumes. One of us got to be McGuire. One of us got to be Garfield. One of us got to be Holland. So, pick your poison. I already said I'm Garfield because his Spider Man suit slaps in the second uh, one, bro. Yeah, nah, I, I'm excited to see what yeah, this new Spider Man comes out so with. But guys, this has been the 101st episode of Cafeteria Talk. Thank you guys for listening and joining us. You can catch me on Instagram at Quattro IV with the P between the C and the U. Catch me on Twitter at Quattro IV underscore. Um, what about you, Slick? You can catch me on Instagram, Slick, without the C underscore Rob 2 bs underscore on Instagram. Robbie W116 on Twitter. And a couple plugs. Check out Bracket to B-Rolls. We are in the midst of watching the films for our second season, which is circ- circling around 
psychological thrillers. You can catch us on Instagram at brackets underscore B-roll, same, uh, same handle on Twitter. You can also check out Muse Tallahassee, the art collective I'm um, associated with here in Tallahassee. We have hella shows coming up, really big things on the way. We're growing exponentially. I love those people. I love everybody from Andy to Haley to Camden, everybody. Love them. So... That this is the episode, man. We uh we will be starting Carton Awards here very soon next month. Uh, we got some got some a couple more reviews here, a few more episodes. Robin and Prodigy killing it, killing it with the sports. Uh, we love you guys. You just do something nice for somebody. We love you. We are out. Captain.